Hope you are having a safe and enjoyable holiday season, everyone. Welcome back to Between the Horns, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. I'm JB Long, sitting with DeMarco Farr and Maurice Jones-Drew. Great to see you all. Good to see you. Closing out the calendar year with a trip to New York for week 17. But first things first, good Christmas. How'd everybody do? Yeah. What'd you do? Nothing. Nothing? It was awesome. Sat there. Wait, what? Am, you said no. I see you on NFL Network all weekend long, like three days in a row. It was. It was. It was unbelievable. And then I went home and did nothing. <laughs> Got it. It was Good awesome. For you. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I watched football. Enjoyed myself. Enjoyed my family. Uh, made the biggest mistake of my parenting life. I gave my eight-year-old an iPad. We haven't found her since. <laughs> That's the best thing. What do you mean? Horrible. I can't find her. She won't come out of her room. That's perfect. What if she's studying the All-22 tape? Yeah. I don't think she's studying no, the All-22 tape. You don't, you don't no, think that's no. it? She's watching YouTube. Probably right now. I will yeah. say this. I did go snowboarding a couple days ago. Uh, we went to Tahoe for Christmas after, and I was going down the hill with my kids. It was awesome. And I tried to be cool, Dad, and hit something. Oh, boy. And face planted. And the whole hill, the whole mountain saw me. Because there's only one slope that was open. And then people were coming up to me like, are you okay? Was that? Are you? I was like, yeah. Besides the wind being knocked out of me and, you know, my kids laughing at me as they were coming by on the yeah. snowboard, life was okay. At DeMarco Far One, if there's video of him falling, I got to see this. Absolutely. I just noticed your football on TV socks. You, did we, you see that? We've yes. been sitting together all morning. Are those new? No, these are old. But uh, the, the, look, this <laughs> sums up how I feel about New York. Uh, you can't see it. My shoe's covering it. But it says nothing else matters. Oh, okay. Like nothing else matters this week but the New York Giants. Hmm. Yeah. Any takeaways from football on TV? What you watched while the uh, Rams enjoyed any well, victory? Good. Talk to your buddies. Why aren't we talking more about Matthew Stafford and, 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 and MVP? Why are we talking about Brock Purdy and, and Lamar Jackson? It's deserved, but why aren't we talking about well, Matthew Stafford I as think, far as MVP? I think the record is kind of what hinders a lot of the MVP talk. They look at the guys that have the better records and things like that, even though Matthew Stafford is probably playing the best out of anyone right now. But if you look at like Baltimore, you look at what the Niners were doing, you look at Miami, they have top records. They put up, you know, big points. They've been doing it for a long time. That's just kind of where the MVP goes. I disagree with it. Yeah. I still think the kid up in uh, the runner up in in San Fran should get it because he's been balling the whole time. But, you know, crazy. 15 and two, 15 touchdowns, two picks since the bye. And uh, look, all the conversation is about teams with better records. I mean, if you're just looking at what's been going on for the last month and a half, I mean, who's playing better than Matthew Stafford? Who votes on it? I wish I had a vote. You know where my vote would be. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I tell you this. I, I, I truly believe if the Rams, as they keep going, they find a way to get into the dance, he'll definitely be in consideration for from coming back, what is it, three and six? Yeah, yeah. To, to making that run, definitely give him opportunity. That's the biggest takeaway. I mean, in the NFC, anybody you draw, the Rams are going to be a tough out. And at the other end of this, if you do make the Super Bowl, it will probably be Baltimore on the other side. And the Rams with nose to nose with them. So, yeah, that's my big takeaway from watching football this weekend. All while healing that thumb that was this close to being a season ending injury and that loss in Dallas. So I think the mini buy, you always hate when Thursday night football is so deep in your schedule. But when it's a home game and you can win it and you catch this extra rest. I mean, what could that mean for Matthew Stafford's thumb, for Cooper Cup, for Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams, Aaron Donald, Rob Havenstein? Like, they're really set up well from a health standpoint to finish as well as they have all year. Yeah, little boo-boos. I mean, things – I mean, guys play through a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, it's funny. You see these guys in pads, and you know this. They walk 
out and it, they look like gladiators. But when you see them take their pads off and you see what's actually ailing them and what they're playing through, you have a lot more respect for them. So anytime you get that break this late in the season, anytime you get a break period in football is great. But when you get one late in the year, this mini buy, it's awesome. You get a chance to reset your brain, your body and everything else and reset your goals and go at it. So I, I hope that this week will be the best week for the Rams to play their best game. You know, I forget that uh, all the tape and stuff that you have to put on, like under the under the pads and all the all the different padding. It's so funny you bring that up. Uh, to me, I think that this season normally it used to be a, this like a two halves, right, or four quarters. Well, if you look at it now with the bye week and then you have this mini bye, you actually break it up into three. Right. Like this is the, the last third for the Rams. Even though it was late, you still have an opportunity to, you said, get hill up, work on some different concepts, self scout. Mm-hmm. Right. I know Sean said, see you Tuesday. So if you don't think that Sean McVay was in here every day throughout the weekend, learning and figuring out his team and taking that time off to not really focus on uh, the Giants, but focus on themselves to figure out where they can be better. Right. And then then take that and then put that into this implement that into this mm-hmm. game plan going to New York. You, you're crazy. So I, I think, again, it, it, it allows the players to refresh, allows the coaches to refocus and retool in on what they need to do to be better. See, when he says, see you Tuesday, I mean, I'm conditioned to jump. See, like, see you Wednesday. Oh, you know, man. see you. Tu- right. You know. That's the bone you're waiting for, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Sorry, Maurice. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get to the clinching scenarios, and there are some for this week. Uh, we have some New Year's resolutions for you as mm-hmm. we close out the calendar year 2023, and we'll talk about the New York Giants who are making another change at quarterback. But before we do all that, should we get to some uh, news and notes from around the facility, yeah. including uh, just today, to go with his NFC Offensive Player of the Week honor. How about a fourth Pepsi Rookie of the Week honor for Puka Nakua? DeMarco Farr is doing something with his ears here. I'm plugging my ears. Why? Because I don't want to hear another alkaline for Puka Nakua. Because? Because he's a rookie. I don't want his head to get too big. No, it's not getting big. Come That's on. the one thing about I will say yeah. that the one thing about him, he has been the same person since I saw him in OTAs. Good. The smiling face. I mean, put it this way. Remember, I know, I've seen this before with Kurt Warner. Yeah, it's yeah. different. <laughs> I, I, I just think like he's playing through an injury too that we don't talk about as yeah. much. That we, we saw put out Jamar Chase. He's playing through some issues, and he's still out there performing for his team. Not only is he performing and catching the ball, he's laid some of the vicious, the most vicious blocks on DBs. I'm not worried about him getting too big. And if he does, you should, because you're, you're you're doing the dirty work to get that. I think he might be the third or fourth most penalized guy on this football team. But he's tremendous. And all his penalties are acts of, what do you call that? Aggression? Aggression. He's oh. going after you. And this is without the ball. Mm-hmm. This is the stuff you love from Puka Nakua. Alright, so from a record-setting Rams receiver of the present to one in the past, Torrey Holt, a Hall of Fame finalist, now for the fifth time. DeMarco, make the case for this 2024 class to be We are both Torrey Holt teammates, yeah. so we can both make this case. I mean, you saw the end. I saw the beginning of Torrey Holt and the middle of it, and tremendous. Look, if you're going to put Isaac Bruce in the Hall of Fame, you have to put Torrey Holt. Really. I mean, and I hope, I hate that he gets lumped into the greatest show on turf as if it was this system. Uh, it was these guys that made the system, right. uh, made it so great. And it wasn't just Kurt Warner throwing him the football. Mark Bulger, and then X, Y, and Z were also going through St. Louis at the time, and and the only thing that was more consistent was Torrey Holt and playing every Sunday and hitting the box. Uh, look, if it, of all the guys that have played football in the National Football League at wide receiver, no one's had the first 10 years like Torrey Holt. No one. And no one will have a first 10 years like Torrey Holt had. So it's well beyond time that he 
is put in his rightful spot, which is immortalized in Canton with a with a gold jacket on. I cannot wait to go in or go see him go into the Hall of Fame. It's got to be this year. Got to yeah. be this year. Yeah, it's funny. That's probably the most I've ever learned from a, a player outside of my position, right? I played Fred Taylor's another guy who's going to the Hall of Fame. I got a chance to learn from. Tor Hill comes to Jacksonville, though, and immediately, like, starts to challenge people, right? And told like would tell us stories about them winning Super Bowls and what it took and how things were going. Yeah, man, he was playing on a bad leg, right? And the way he caught the ball, the way he went about practice, he was end up being my neighbor at one point. Our families became really close during our time in Jacksonville, but the man he was was more important to me than than the guy that the player. Like he really raised a lot of young dudes in our locker room. We were a young team. Like I'm talking about, I think I might've been one of the oldest and I was 25. Wow. So Tory comes in and really provided a lot of support for us and to see him and obviously get a chance to see him here working with the Rams now. It's always awesome to see. And definitely, I mean, at the end of his career, he still led us in receiving. He dominated most DBs. Still runs the coldest dig and go oh I've ever God. seen in my life. Like, I've never seen anyone cover that. And you know it's coming. It's craziness. Good luck to your friend, Fred, too. Yeah. Yes. In the running back room, the receiver class includes Reggie Wayne and uh, Andre Johnson. That's some of his uh, competition. All right, let's get to clinching scenarios. How nice to have them here in Week 17. I think a lot of our audience has already studied this, knows this, but the Rams need to win. And then did you send Mike Tomlin a Christmas card? because they need the Pittsburgh Steelers to beat the Seattle Seahawks. It's in the mail. That's the most clear path to the playoffs this week. The other would be a tie between the Packers and the Vikings. Look, you either need a win plus a Seahawks loss or a win and the Vikings and Packers losing. That can't happen this week because they're going head-to-head. But in the last two weeks, that's that's what you're looking for or just win them both and Pittsburgh's, not, not worry about anyone else. They're going to Seattle, right? Yeah. Not the easiest place in the world to win, but if anybody can win in Seattle, it would be Mike Tomlin and the Steelers and do it ugly, too. So, oh. yeah, this makes sense. We're rooting for the Rams to win and the Seahawks lose. This is a normal week for us. Yeah, Absolutely. That's easy, right? Yeah. I, I, it's funny, though. Pete Carroll and Mike Tomlin have the same theory about football. We want to keep it ugly to the fourth quarter and then figure it out. And that's kind of how this these teams have been playing. Uh, Mason Rudolph... Let's go, my friend. So let that thing throw it to George Pickin 15 times and not six, and maybe you have a better chance of winning this one. There's no scoreboard watching when you're playing, but when you're on the mini-buy, you can watch the other games, and that's what Sean McVay said he spent his holiday doing. What I do know is true is that we've got to continue to focus on what we can control, and that's the Giants. But I'm, I'm, I'm a very aware of all the things that are going on, but I do think it's important to not let that take away from the task at hand because you can get caught up with other stuff and playing the what if game. And it really, what I think the best thing this team has done, Gary, is they have focused on what they can control to put themselves in a position, to even have the conversations that we're having right now about playing meaningful ball in December and, and up into January. And so that's been our goal. I've loved the journey that we've had with this team to get to this point. Um, but I do think the most important thing for us is to focus on the task at hand. And it's getting these guys back in here. Everybody made it back. Um, and then we'll get a really good week of preparation where we'll be able to do some things relative to our prep that enables us, you know, more reps, both physically and mentally than than what we would typically be accustomed to at this point, because you, in essence, got another buy with us having the last handful of days off. And so. But I watch all the games. I mean, I love football, so I, I know exactly what's going on. And, and really, I think that's a way that you learn and you feel like, hey, there's good opportunities to be able to add. But but no, I'm, I'm very aware. Um, but I also do know that none of that stuff really matters. And that is the 100 percent truth. If we don't do a great job, uh, you know, getting ourselves prepared to go play a tough game uh, at New York. 
you know, a couple of weeks in a row now, it looked like Seattle was going to take a loss, found a way with two different quarterbacks to get to the finish line. And then I know you both watch a lot of that uh, Ravens 49ers contest. Mm-hmm. Look, if the Rams can't get it done this weekend, if they can't punch their ticket in week 17, it's going to be a Titanic week 18 because there's a scenario where they could go to Levi's and have a chance not only to put themselves in the postseason picture, but to take that one seed away from their rival 49ers. It, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, the Super Bowl year here. Was it 2021 when the, the Niners had to come and win and get in? Oh, yeah. And it was like one of those crazy physical games and the, they came here and they snuck and they, they won and they got in the playoffs, right? To me, I just, I just see it the same way. The Rams are the, the opposite. The Rams are the team now that needs to go to Santa Clara and win. And and what I saw from that Ravens game was the Niners can be physically beat up. Mm-hmm. Like, like the Ravens went after them, right? You're talking about, you know, a Ravens team that's injured multiple quarterbacks that's like put guys out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, they played a very physical game, and I got a chance to talk to some of their coaches after, and that's kind of their mindset. So it opens the door for the Rams, who have been playing some of the most physical football in the league, too, the last couple, what, month and a half, six weeks of just running the football, defense getting after it, stopping the run. Uh, it, it brings back the goal line stand against the Washington Commanders oh, when great stand. Uh, they're the, you know guys are running. like That, to me, is the type of football you have to play when you beat the Niners. And so um, – I'm excited for that Week 18 matchup. Now, the, the transitive property doesn't work in football, right? You can't say, oh, Rams went to Baltimore, took them to overtime. Right. That same Ravens team went to Santa Clara and beat San Francisco handily, so Week 18 plays out this way. I get that. But is there something to be taken from what you saw on the field Monday night that can buoy the Rams based on what they put on tape That's kind of what he said. I heard this coming out of Baltimore. He said not many teams want to play that style of football. And I think they were taking a shot at the 49ers. But yeah, I mean, if you're going to play that style of ball, it's 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 physical. And do the Rams, can they match up physically with, with San Francisco? I think they can. They did it uh, uh, way back in September. They yeah. almost had him. They had him on the ropes. And uh, if a few things go differently there, I think Kyron turned it over in the second half. Was that the turnover there? Well, went through his went hands. Went through his hands and was a pick. Yeah, I mean, if, if that doesn't happen, that game is totally different. And who knows? You may have beaten the Niners then. So, yeah, the 49ers are everybody's pick to win the NFC. But here, there's some unfinished business. And I know they think that they have the Rams number, but uh, for how long? And can you do it again? Can you do it when it all matters? And I remember that when the Niners came here and beat the Rams and watching the Rams walked out and they said to themselves, never again. If we see them again, we'll win. And they did in the NFC Championship. So I like your scenario, uh, but I'd like it if you didn't have to go to San Francisco. Yeah, that's for next week. You're right. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. plenty of time for that on the next edition of Between the Horns. First, a trip to the Meadowlands. On the uh, final day of the calendar year, are you New Year's resolutions people? I am. Do you make personal pledges to yourself? I usually make it to June. How about you? Uh, January 1st to June. Six months. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't And then what happens? Summer uh, vacation? Well, I mean, or? Ice cream starts to look good. You know, <laughs> somebody walks by with a slice of pizza. You know, I may start thinking. Yeah. You're shaking your head. You're not that Stay way. Stay the same. Yeah. yeah. I just try to be me. That's your resolution. What about for the Los Angeles yeah. Rams? As they turn the calendar and they play at least one more regular season game and hopefully into the postseason, what would you want in 2024 for the Rams? The same thing. Stay the same. Don't change. What what is the purpose of changing? You are who you are, and I love who the Los Angeles Rams are right now. You're you're a team that right now you don't turn the ball over. You're you run the football offensively. You're physical defensively. You create turnovers. We talked about uh, on the broadcast before being opportunistic, finding ways. You're getting to the quarterback. You're getting three and outs on defense. 
Uh, only thing that you may want to change is special teams a little bit. But to me, it gives you a chance to be more aggressive and go for it on fourth down as an offense. Don't change. I don't, Just a little I don't, bit. I don't want you to change. Can we change I'm, a little bit? I'm so much that I don't want you to change in 2024. Like, let's keep the band together. Let's just add on to yeah. the band. You know what I mean? Like, let's just keep the crew going. Let's not leave. Like, you ever seen that uh, movie Tag where yeah. they play the game? Yeah, like, yeah That's yeah. how I feel like it should be. Like, we should be playing this game as long as we can. Let's hold this thing together and can play it. Can we just tweak it some and, like, have you finish you can a add little bit better? Yeah, yeah how about we can. New yeah, characters. Yeah. yeah, but I we're winning. Okay. Right? Like, Fair enough. Like, you can't get upset. Like, I, I think Mike Thomas said it, but I'll never apologize for winning. Right. I yes. like to win, right? If, if, if we like to win where we get up big and let them come back and make it close, win, right? And I think that's what the Rams are doing. They're going to get better at it. But to me, don't change who you are because right now who you are is something that scares a lot of people. No, but there's not. a perfect news yeah. resolution. How about if you're fortunate enough to build a multi-score advantage in New York, end that game with a takeaway on downs and victory formation rather than recovering an it's onside a little kick. change just a little just bit fine-tuning just like winning yeah let's just win and a few more takeaways on defense just you know not, one or two more just a little bit so you're being greedy see it was funny texting yeah. with you guys yeah. behind the scenes because we're kind of getting this chain together and mjd's like no we're good i'm good rams are good life is great wow. we're good. meantime demarco can take his resolutions out to six months i can't keep mine but i can right. i can idea generate i can i can create no a list for myself and the rams i just can't execute them yeah see we, I, I just don't even want to disappoint myself i see you see what i'm saying like we're we're doing it awesome right now. Don't change. Don't change. 11 missed field goals. Yeah. Can we just change a little bit? No. What do you got? Is that it? Is it the kicking no. game? Well, okay, that's one. That's one. If you if you have a good place kicker, no matter what the cost, you might want to hang on to him. How about that? Is that a resolution? I think they got a good place kicker. They do. Did you watch football this week? And there's a lot of bad kicking. I got you. I got you. I, I, no shot. I'm just saying. This Maybe is they resolution. changed long snapper this week. Maybe they don't. But yeah. I, I'm with you. Like clutch kicking down the stretch. Definitely on my list. Absolutely. I, with the 33 points you left on the board there. I mean, that's that's something. And look, that could be the difference between you and a playoff slot. So that that's big. Um, I would love to have Carson Wentz on this football team beyond 2023. Is that possible? That's called stay the same. Is that possible, though? I think it's possible. Keep that game of tag going. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I think, I think that's possible. Because I think he is fantastic to have as a backup to Matthew Stafford, to be that guy. It was uh, crazy. It was the the one catch-no-catch on the sideline. I think it was Puka or Robinson, where everybody was confused. And the first guy to point, get on the ball, get on the ball, was actually Carson Wentz. Like, get on the ball, and they snapped the play and locked it in. That was Puka. I'm like, wow, he is so invaluable. That's a franchise guy actually on your bench. That is tremendous. And the other resolution is watching this guy coach even the stats don't say it i think raheem morris is a head coach in waiting see that's what i'm saying see you're that's that's the problem what that's that's where he's trying to change you're, you're trying to change things <laughs> why, do we have to keep, why do we keep after losing coaches and players like stay the same we've resolution. seen so many I am times resolved to think. right we've yeah. seen so many times like look at the eagles look at the the, the chiefs Right, they've lost so much. Yeah. All of a sudden, they, you, you're back to the mean. Like you're you're not as good as you were. Right. Stay the same. Don't listen. <laughs> don't funny, leave. It's funny how different our minds work yeah. in terms of MJD is like forget that assignment. For, no, thank you. Yeah. You're looking ahead to 2424. Yeah. And, and I'm kind of thinking more on how can we make the most of the 23 Rams in the first part of the oh, new year. Okay. Not not saying anyone's yeah. wrong. Although it would be nice if you participated. <laughs> I am. I'm just, I'm just man. kidding. Um, but I was going to say, um, as great as Matthew Stafford has been, yeah. eliminating drops could take this Rams offense, I think, to even an, a more elite level. Wow. Because he's actually tops among quarterbacks in drop rate. 
I think his targets can help him out. And I think this mini buy can help them get right. I think their best is still out there for them. I think there's an even higher level of, of scoring, especially if you tack on the kicks. And then on the defensive side of the football, how about a defensive score? Be nice. You've had two safeties, but you've yet to get a defensive touchdown, two regular season games, and hopefully a postseason still to come. That's what I'm looking for. Can we for. change that? Is that possible? So I, I feel like, I guess with my, my stay the same, it's like, we're already going to the gym. We're kind of doing everything yeah, yeah. right. We're not like too into it yet, but we're kind of just like doing our thing. Like, let's just do our thing. And DeMarco's and, just saying, don't forget leg day. Yeah, yeah DeMar- no, DeMarco's like, Caps. DeMarco's like, Beyond leg day. DeMarco's yeah. like, I'm going to go get a trainer. I'm going to pay him a thousand bucks. Yes. We're going to go get, we're going to li- we're going to go get all this, this surgery done. We're going to look good. And then I'm going to eat ice cream in June. Like, I'm going right. to mess it all Come up. On. I'm going to get the lap band surgery. I'm going to mess it all up. Who's been the drop guy? I'm trying to think. Who's been the drop guy this year? Uh, I mean, I think it's... And how do you decide between drop and incompletion? Well, I, I that's think, for pro football focus. Okay, someone else think, to decide, I think, but I, it's it's been there, whether it's Puka or like, yeah, Kyron, Cooper yeah, had a couple yeah. of touchdown opportunities. Yeah, they had opportunities yeah. where they like, hit him in the hands. Like I know Cup had a couple where it was right there. Uh, Tyler Higby's had some early in the year. I mean, you mentioned the, Ky- the Kyron like drop early in the year. and... He throws it in there and it touches his hands. Is that incomplete or is that a drop? That's a drop. That's a drop. That's one of his best throws of the game, I thought. I mean, my goodness, the degree of difficulty we're talking about. We're talking about calves. That's all. Talking about calves. We're talking about curls and stuff, man. Let's go to New York. Should we get to the Giants? Let's get honest reaction when um, they made the announcement this week that they're going to Tyrod Taylor rather than Tommy Cutlets. Your feeling was what? Dang. Because? Why this week? Why this week? That gives them the best chance to win. Yeah, I wanted to see DeVito up close. I mean, this was going to be like, you know, a hitch day. Saquon Barkley hitch. That's easy to defend. Tyrod Taylor adds a whole new element. Now it's another mover, another mobile quarterback you have to worry about. Now it's not the end of the world. You can make adjustments. He is beatable. But dang, the degree of difficulty just went up because of Tyrod Taylor. I mean, that, that cracks me up because like your New Year's resolution, like you want to get better, you want to do all this stuff, and then you get a little, a little, a little better challenge to test who you are. And you're like, oh, no, why? No, th- See, me, I yeah. want that. I, I thought that they were crazy to start DeVito over Tyrod Taylor when he got healthy. Regardless of how good he was, Tyrod has always been the better quarterback. Tyrod lost his job because he got hurt. To me, this prepares the Rams going forward. Right for mobile quarterbacks, you know what he's going to do. It's going to allow you to work that package that you're going to have to put in uh, when you make the playoffs. And you have to play a mobile uh, mobile guy. If you have to play, let's say you have to play uh, Jalen Hurts, or you have to play teams that run Purdy's mobile. Purdy, yeah, yeah, like it, it'll it'll put you in a position to work on the things that you need to get better at defensively. Now I know Tyrod very well, and he's going to take shots down the field, but he's also conservative, hmm. right? And so you have to understand that going into this. He he can't do it all. He's he can't save them, right? He can't walk through that door and all of a sudden they're just going to score a, a gazillion points. Like I know he did well against the Eagles, but the Eagles have other issues that they're dealing with. To me, their offensive line's an issue, a yeah. big issue. They still who's the playmaker on the outside? There isn't one, right? So you have opportunities, and I think the Rams have gotten better, and they kind of found something defensively with Kobe Durant at corner uh this last week i thought kobe Durant did an awesome job yeah. at corner right so now less penalties less penalties yeah less uh uh explosive plays quentin lake at the star though man oh, what a man. difference him right? coming back to health has made so you you kind of you're you're putting these, these underrated group here by the way yeah you're putting these guys in position Secondary? safeties oh, safeties safety. in oh yeah. Under, i think you have four good safeties yeah but, go but ahead. you're a lot but what it does is it allows you to work this package one more time with a quarterback that's mobile so now guess what my edges will be tested right when we blitz it allows us to really redefine what we want to do and then offensively um 
I mean, we know what Wing Martindale is going to do. He's going to blitz. And mm-hmm. we, I, I, to be honest, I can tell you exactly what he's going to do because he did the same thing in Baltimore a couple years ago. He's just going to blitz the edges. They're going to try to collapse the, the pocket and box the offense up, right? They're going to try to blitz outside of number one, uh, the number one receivers that are tight or outside of number two if he's if the ones aren't tight. So you just know what you're going into. You just have to have answers for it and make those answers. Uh, against Baltimore a couple years ago, there weren't any answers, right? Uh, that's when there was a 42-6 game mm-hmm. or whatever it might have been. You have to expect that same kind of defense to come in and have answers for it. Pretty good defensive tackles on both sides. Pretty good running backs on both sides. Saquon against Kyron, that's a phenomenal matchup. And our old friend Ashawn Robinson is there next to Dexter Lawrence on the interior of the Giants defensive line. Ooh, they got some big bucks. They've not done a lot well defensively, including stop the run. Yeah. But they have been racking up takeaways. They had six against Washington. Most of their takeaways have come since the middle portion of their season. So that's an intriguing strength against strength. Stafford taking care of it. New York secondary taking it away. Didn't Wink Martindale say that Stafford's playing at an MVP level? He said this morning that the MVP for him should be Matthew Stafford, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Okay. Self-serving, right? Because it's the the quarterback he used to work with and the one he's about to face this week. But he's also complimentary of Stafford saying that he's playing at a Hall of Fame level, which is a sentiment that more and more we've touched on it, but I think others are too. For a few weeks, I mean, outside of the throws, and this is why I keep saying Matthew Stafford is playing out of his mind, the way he's been able to figure out defenses and know who's coming and know where they're coming from, get you in and out of bad plays, right? You want to know how? Into good plays and throwing the football. But that's what I mean. If you're going to blitz like New York's is going to try to do, they're going to have crowd noise or at least whatever you're going to have. And they're going to try to pressure him. If he sees it coming, he's going to make you pay. He's going to absolutely fillet you if he sees it coming. And for the last three weeks, he has. He's called it out. They picked it up. They've done a great job protecting him. And he's done an even better job of protecting himself. You go ahead. I was going to say the reason I believe the reason is, is because there's plays that he doesn't have to be on. We talked about this before. He gets to be off. When I can just turn around and hand the playoff, I call it and run it. I don't, my mind doesn't have to, it takes a break, right? As a quarterback, you got to think, if I have to check every run play, right, where I'm checking the Saints, so I have to think, yeah. look, look. If it's just a call and run it where I can just like, all right, here we go. Downs it up. I get that 15, 20 seconds of break that I don't, my mind's not working. Well, now he gets that maybe 10, 12 times a game. So those other times where he's on, he's more refreshed and able to work. That running game is going, when you're getting four and five yards of pop to it, that you have to put more guys into the box. And now you're doing run blitzes and not, 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 uh, you know, obviously pass blitzes. So to me, I think the running game has really helped more than anything because it allows him to take it, not because they're, they're getting massive yards on us because it allows the quarterback to just stop, right? Take a breath. It's like, like we talk about like the new year's resolution, like, you can't go hard for for 365 days. You gotta have a break. You gotta go on vacation. You gotta take your like <sighs> six months. Yes, you see six months, right? <laughs> right? So I think with him is he just gets a break in those games when he can call it and run it, and it allows him to play faster. Can I float something past you? There's a swagger that he's playing with, mm. and I think that Sean McVay is calling the offense with. And I'll give you examples of each, and you tell me if this is reflective of how well they're going. Uh, do you remember the uh, end around toss to Marcus Robinson? Mm-hmm. Yes. The flare with which the ball handling looked and then there was a fourth quarter early play action to Puka Nakua where he didn't just fake the handoff he he faked the handoff and he ducked behind his offensive line he was hiding back there stood up and hit Puka like that to me is a quarterback who's in his element he feels really comfortable with what's coming off the sideline and with what he's seeing and then the other thing watching that game back you called it out in real time uh, shotgun runs early in the red zone deep in that game Kyron's biggest run which was actually Davis Allen hold the Rams' tendency when they're in shotgun is to throw the football. But I'm sensing from Sean McVay that he knows where he's at with this offense to such an extent yeah. that he's now even busting his own tendencies to mess with opposing defenses. 
No, I agree. I, I think I think there's a, a swagger and a confidence about everybody. When you see Matthew Safford roll out to his left and throw a strike to Demarcus uh-huh. Robinson down the field, and he's pointing at Shawnee. Basically backing like, up. <laughs> yeah, like it's like it's like all of a sudden everybody everybody's having this confidence and you were talking about the the bigger D tackles that they have, right? I've always That's always been a problem with New that's York. That's always been a problem with the Rams. Like anyone that's huge, the Rams have had they have like struggled with throughout the years, but not this year. They don't struggle with defensive linemen like we've seen in the past. Like, and again, it's a swagger, it's a confidence. We know what we're gonna do. It's funny. Or, what or it's an Avila Dodson when you have thing. Three thirty pound guards. Think about it. But think about it. Like, I I have swagger as a quarterback because I know I can step up in the pocket. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I I know I know what's going on. I have confidence in my in my offense because I know what you're gonna do on these plays because you have to. Otherwise, we're gonna do this. Right. If, if mm-hmm. you don't do what I want you to do, then I'm going to run this play and it's going to hurt you. Right. And so the game is slowed down for everybody. I feel like Sean's in his mm-hmm. bag. Stafford's seeing the same way, which means he's in his bag. The receivers are doing everything. It just seems like the offense, everyone's kind of uh, understanding and seeing the same way. Right. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And then the running game, when you I can get a running back or Kyron or anyone on a corner, which we saw a ton. Like they're running on corners. Like you're going to get six yards every time that happens. The yeah. corner doesn't want to tackle you, and they're caving down sides and all these. Like to me, it's just like, wow. Okay, this if is going to be a. Yeah. If a ball breaks to the corner, that means it was blocked perfectly. That's the that's the last guy you want trying to tackle a running back. The yeah. last thing I'll say about confidence is this: the second play of the game, Stafford throws a quick pass to Tyler Higby, and instead of running out of bounds like he normally does, turns it up that side. He turns it up the sideline and runs through some people. Oh yeah. That is the difference. And we talked about it being a playoff game, the playoff atmosphere. That's the difference. That's when you're confident. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite Higby is the one that's wearing a neck roll. That's the guy I want. Go. I yeah. saw that cowboy collar keep underneath that thing his pads. On. Yeah. yeah, that's the guy I like. Right All right, there. so how do you keep that swagger? What's the key to victory to make sure that the Rams don't lose that edge coming off a nine-day layoff going to the Meadowlands? Remember, you haven't done anything yet. I mean, and that's what they do. They start every half, every game off with 0-0, and look, this is all that matters is right now. So if you keep that same focus going to New York, it's not about playoff seeding. It's not about winning the Super Bowl. It's about beating the New York Giants and playing your best football game. If you take that attitude to New York, and they've always done it in the Sean McVay era, uh, they're great at no matter where the game is, what time it starts, they've always had their – they put their best foot forward. Now – Baltimore ran over them. Dallas this year was was terrible. I mean, they just it was a bad five minutes of football. But for the most part, they've never played down to their competition. Keep that same attitude. Go to New York, and you can get this victory. No doubt. I, I thought they played lights out in Baltimore. To be honest with you, I thought I thought Baltimore like seeing Lamar Jackson in person and seeing Aaron Donald hold on to him and swing him around and him still find a way to oh, get yeah. the ball. I was like, oh, okay, like. <laughs> You got a guy, right? Like, it's just, yeah, it's just, yeah. you got a guy that can make some things happen. We'll give you that one. Um, but to me, whatever the word is this week, I'm sure Sean uses words like if it's going to be yeah. execution or physicality, whatever it is, make sure you sleep, you visualize that word the night before because that's going to be the word that's going to get you over this hump, whatever it is. If it's facing adversity, whatever that word is, I don't know, like, whatever it is, but whatever that word is, make sure you go out there with intent to, to mm-hmm. use that word and do what that, that word is, right? And then, and and then you know obviously this is when you're playing a lesser team it's just don't turn the ball over right if you don't turn the ball over you have you you're you're better than they are right? so you should 
eventually beat them, right? So it's just don't give them an extra opportunity. Mine was going to be, how do you handle success? And you guys tell me if you think this is a legitimate concern or not. I don't really think it's a concern, but I do think it's a theme. It's not a word, it's kind of a phrase. Uh, but going to New York got me thinking about 2017, Sean McVay's first season. Remember they thumped the Cardinals in London and they flew home at five and two to their bye. And you could tell things were different around here, right? But the difference between having a good start and a great season is what they did the week after the bye. Because after listening to everyone pat them on the back, friends and family, time off, just like over these holidays, remember what they did? They went to New York and beat the brakes off the New York Giants. Remember that game? Oh, yeah. And this is different, but it's a little bit similar. You're back above 500 for the first time since going to 1-0 in Seattle. Okay? And you've had a little extra time around the holidays. Everyone tell you in the NFC you're the the team that can get in and, and make some havoc, right? I don't know. I don't think this is a group that cares much for their press clippings. But there are a lot of young players on this roster who are hearing, oh, clinching scenarios for the first time. Mm. Is that different at all? I think it's actually the same because if you think about it, it's the year before, right? It was the Jeff Fisher was a four and 12 or something. Mm-hmm. And then we had a little success. That's what there's parallels. It's, there. it's That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Last year, right? The season you had. And I, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think it is important that you go in there and, you know, you handle your business. I don't know if it's 51, 17 or whatever the score may be, but you, you, it's, it's how you win this game. I think is more important than winning going long, like going down the road, right? If you win in convincing fashion, kind of like Thursday, you come up with that same energy, that mindset, you go right down the field, uh, make a statement. Yeah. Did you say 51-17? Was that what it was? Yeah. 51-17. Oh, I thought you meant this week might be 51 No, 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 no. I was, I was talking oh. about third down and okay. forever to Robert yeah. Woods oh is what God. he was talking about. Oh, my gosh. Or the bomb to Sammy Watkins. That's been on the internet lately. Uh, Jerry Goff play action pass, throws it over Landon Collins. Yeah, yeah. Kaboom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, that preceded what Sean McVay talking trash to Landon Collins. Like, if yeah. you're going to play three, you better be in three. Oh, you don't believe me? Bang. Yeah. <laughs> right. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Final thoughts? Anything else? We no, ready man. for ready. the Meadowlands? Unbelievable. Um, I'm glad the Rams are Is making... Is it going to be cold? Not bad for the last day of the calendar year. Oh, wow. <sighs> what happened to Marcus? In New York City. Who cares? Listen, man. It's going to be dr- dry, at least. It should be dry. <laughs> you're in the booth. What does it matter? Well, I, I, I'm actually asking for you Stop because it. I don't want you to be like <laughs> soggy like you were like after Baltimore. You I were actually all, bought rain boots. I'm good you? now. Okay, yeah, good. After eight years, well, then, I got who rain cares boots. what it is? Then. I'll be in the booth with JB. <laughs> you know, wash out. and wear those socks? Not these socks. No. I, got a, I got game day socks. Okay. Just, yeah, just ready to go. Absolutely. Uh, good to see you both. Good Hope you had a Merry Christmas, well, everyone guys. listening, and uh, can't wait to spend 2024 with you as well. It's week 17. The Rams have a clinching scenario as they go to face the New York Giants. For Maurice Jones-Drew and Marco Farr, I'm JB Long. Between the Horns is presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. <laughs>